Welcome to Becoming Digitally Resilient with IDC Industry Thought Leadership, a podcast series that dives into the energy, financial, government, healthcare, manufacturing, and retail industries. The IDC team will discuss hot topics and provide insightful, fact-based research and strategies to help your organization become truly resilient. Presented by IDC on the Voice America Business Channel. And now, here's our host and moderator, Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome to Becoming Digitally Resilient with IDC Industry Thought Leadership. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Today is our first session covering a new industry. We're going to be talking about manufacturing. Let me give you a little background before I introduce my two guests in our first segment. So by 2022, and here's a hint, we're now in late October 2021 as we record this, 50% of manufacturers will accelerate the deployment of service robots. I don't know if they're naming them or if they give them lunch passes, but service robots to better manage specific operational tasks, leading to 15% cost reductions and improved supply chain responsiveness. And I want you all to remember the term supply chain because that's what we're going to be talking about today. By 2023, the year after next year, manufacturers will reduce on-site personnel by 30% utilizing machine vision and AR VR to scale off-site expertise to on-site, delivering engineering and maintenance support from anywhere. So we're going to be talking on the next few segments to the IDC Manufacturing Insights team as they discuss resiliency in manufacturing. Now today on segment number one, we're talking about, here we go, the resilient supply chain again. And I think we need a question mark after that. So with the recent disruptions in the global supply chain, and we all know what they are, and they're here with us today, late October 2021, on top of the usual risks of disruptions, companies are reassessing how they select suppliers, where those suppliers are located, and how critical suppliers are to specific operations. I'm going to be joined today by Simon Ellis. Simon, wave hello. Nice to see you. There he is. And Jordan Spear. Jordan, welcome back. She was on one of our earlier podcasts. They're going to discuss how companies are adjusting their supply chain strategies and what role technology plays in those strategies. Simon Ellis, welcome. I haven't seen you or talked to you in a long time. You're on some of my other radio shows. Would you please introduce yourself or reintroduce yourself to the audience and what's your passion for a supply chain? Simon, go ahead. Sure. Hi, Bonnie. Pleasure to be with you again um, today. So so Simon Ellis, I'm a a research vice president at IDC um, covering supply chain. Um, I've been, frankly, I've been in and around supply chains for 35 years um, started in industry, moved into the research space. Um, I have always felt that the supply chain was the most important function in any business. And I'm pleased to say that the world seems to finally be catching up <laughs> and now appreciates that, that, in fact, if you don't do supply chain right, you probably don't do business right. And, and Simon, it's interesting that that doesn't make you very popular because you knew it was coming and you knew how important it was because here we are. And who isn't talking about. It's part of, I'll say, maybe if people are coming out of COVID pandemic shutdowns, if they're coming out and they're going to gatherings and they're saying, yeah, do you hear what's happening with the supply chain? I can't get this. I can't get that. It's becoming common, I'll say, cocktail party conversation. 
Go ahead. It is. It is. I was at. I was at my uh, my street has a uh, an annual summer picnic, and usually when people ask me what I do, and I say supply chain, they're like, <laughs> supply chain, what's that? Now it's like, what's going on with my microchips? What's the deal? Why can't I get on my bike? What's what's with what's with uh, pork products? I mean, it's it's supply chain has become uh, part of the of the casual conversation in a way that it's never been before. Exactly. It took me six weeks to get a screen door. What can I tell you? And that's probably a very short time. Jordan Spear, welcome back. I spoke with you on another topic a few weeks ago. Would you please reintroduce yourself to our listeners and our viewers? Jordan, go ahead. Sure. Hi, Bonnie. Um, Nice to see you again. Uh, I'm research manager covering global supply chains, and uh, I'm pretty much looking at the execution and fulfillment of products. So uh, everything that requires getting a, a product from uh, from its source to the end consumer. And I'm pretty passionate these days about the omni-channel side of that. Obviously, the pandemic has really accelerated a lot of online shopping. And so there's um, more movement on the road in the last mile, too, and uh, a lot of um, interest across the entire supply chain about sustainability and optimizing those things. So I have a lot of focus there. Thank you very much. Are people where you are, where you live, where you, well, where you work at IDC, but are people talking casually about supply chain, this and that, Jordan, is this top of mind for everybody today? It, it is. I'm in South Carolina, but it, it's what we were talking about a moment ago. Uh, people used to say, "You what? Supply what? And now it's like everybody knows what the supply chain is. So it, it does make the job easier in, in the casual conversation um, to, to uh, have everyone already know, know what you do. That's it. That's it. It's been translated to common common right. vocabulary, if you will. Simon, I've asked you because you're our lead on this segment. I've asked you to send me one of your favorite quotes, and you told me it's not exactly your favorite, but close, and it's from the movie Forrest Gump, title character played by Tom Hanks, going back to, can you believe 1994? How many years ago was that? <laughs> I, I have to break it to the two of you. That was don't do the math. Just don't do the math. <laughs> I, I have to. That was Six. That was twenty-seven years no. ago. No, no, I, I didn't say that. American comedy drama film directed by Robert Zemeckis, written by Eric Roth, based on the novel, nineteen eighty-six novel, even farther back, of the same name by Winston Groom. The movie stars Tom Hanks, Robin Wright, Gary Sinise, Myletti Williamson, and Sally Field. I didn't even know she was in this one. I have, I have to rewatch it on streaming. Here's the quote. Everybody knows and loves this. I will not do it with a Tom Hanks accent because I couldn't, but maybe you want to, Mr. Ellis. And it's, my mama always said life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Well, how about this applying to supply chain today? Simon Ellis, help us out here. Talk to me. Yeah. So, so it would actually be a perfectly appropriate quote if it was and you don't know when you're going to get it, right? So I think, um, uh, you know, I'm also, I know, Bonnie, that, that, you're, that you told me it had to be a, a quote out of, out of pop culture. Um, but one of, my other, one of my other favorite quotes, actually, which I hope you'll indulge me here, is um, John McKay, who was the coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers many, many years ago. After a particularly poor performance, he was asked about his team's execution, and he said he was in favor of it. Um, and I think in a way that... <laughs> That's kind of where we are with the supply chain, right? Jordan is, is you know, how, how do you feel you're about your supply chain's execution? You know, I'm in favor of it um, because, <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're struggling and, and, and the supply chain is, is struggling everywhere. Um, you know, it wasn't, 
it wasn't necessarily caused by the pandemic, but it certainly is a consequence of the pandemic. Um, and one of the things, Bonnie, that I've been thinking a lot about, and Jordan and I have talked about this, uh, is, is this idea that we've sort of transitioned from a period where pre-pandemic, the supply chain was kind of living in a resource unconstrained world. We've moved now post-pandemic to where the supply chain, I think, is, is increasingly operating in a constrained world, right? I can't find people to work in the factory. I can't find people to work in the warehouse. I can't find truck drivers. The ports are, con- are, are, are congested in part because I can't find enough people to help unload the um, the, the shipping containers. Um, microchips are in short supply. Um, I can't find the ingredients or the components that I need for my supply chain. Um, my factory consumes lots of water in the western part of the U.S., but you know what? The western U.S. has been in a drought for 20 years. They are talking about um, Colorado River water uh, rationing, right? So, so we're living, I think, these days in a world where the supply chain is resource constrained, where instead of supply globally exceeding demand, demand globally now exceeds supply. And I think, I think supply chains are going to have to fundamentally rethink how they compete, right? So it's not sustainability on posters on the wall, for example. It's sustainability in practice. How do I reduce my water consumption? How do I make sure that, that, that I'm, that I'm you know, able to get the things that I need in order to make and, and deliver my products? Um, we've, been, we've been living in a world where um, it's largely been kind of asset and resource arbitrage, right? Low-cost country sourcing is about going to places where labor rates are lower, um, and, and while that, there will be ele- elements of that that are still important, I do think moving forward, we're now talking kind of about capacity and speed arbitrage, right? The, you know, the, 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 I, I think one of my other uh, uh, comments uh, to you, Bonnie, was this idea of how important um, technology and modern digital technologies have become to the supply chain. I think in many ways, they're all in service of speed, right? In a resource-constrained supply chain world, it's probably a zero-sum game, right? Every company that wins means somebody else loses. And so, you know, how do you win? And I think you win by being faster. And so, as we think about all of these kinds of technologies, whether it's in supply chain planning or manufacturing or, or supply chain execution, I think, I, think, I think it's about being faster. And, and, and to me, you know, as we talk about resiliency and, 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 you know, supply chain resiliency has sort of become one of the top 10 Hall of Fame of overused terms, unfortunately, uh, in supply chain. But I think as we talk about it, speed is a critical component of that. And I think all of the things that we're going to need to do, the technology, the business process, the people will be in service of this notion of, of speed arbitrage. Thank you. Interesting. Jordan Spear, I know she wants to say something. Chime in here, Jordan. Well, I I was originally going to respond to what Simon was saying, talking about some of the automation that's helping speed things um, in warehouses, some, uh, you know, robotics that are uh, able to sense their environments and move quickly. But actually, what I want to mention now, because uh, Simon's quote is actually really perfect um, for something that it's prompted my thought about, you know, life is like a box box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get inside. And I keep having this experience, or I I certainly did for a long time during COVID at my grocery store. I shop at Publix. And every time I went in, there'd be something completely different that I had never seen before. And and that 
was also a little bizarre. And for example, an 18 pound bag of rice. And uh, usually you can't buy 18 bag, uh, 18 pound bags of rice. And when everything kind of went crazy with COVID, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of um, suppliers didn't have their usual outlets like restaurants, and a lot of grocery stores didn't have their usual suppliers. And and pandemics make strange bedfellows. So um, you you saw you saw grocery stores, for example, finding new suppliers. All sorts of companies finding new suppliers, and the ability to do that quickly really requires that digital transformation and speed that that Simon's talking about. You can't be manually calling and and um, and uh, using Excel spreadsheets when you want to find new suppliers, you need you need software that can connect you quickly. So uh, so that's 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 part of what we're what we're seeing come out of the past year and a half. Thank you. Interesting. Uh, think, Go ahead, Simon. I was going to say, Bonnie. Sorry, I, you know, Jordan. I think it makes a really important point. You know, one of the, I, I mean, I, I don't think I have the the statistic uh, top of mind, but I'll get close. Right. So I think we saw e-commerce grow something like 20 percentage points in 2020 and into 2021. And so, you know, that means that uh, supply chains who historically were moving, you know, full pallets on full trucks from one big building to another big building are now faced with the prospect of moving individual items um, on, you know, the parcel parcel freight carriers delivered to people's homes. And that is a fundamental and seismic shift in the supply chain. And so, you know, part of the role of technology, you know, my, my comments uh, around speed not with, notwithstanding, part of the role for technology is to allow companies to pivot to, to new business models, to new approaches, right? And, and we did a supply chain survey Jordan and I last year, and when we asked companies about the gaps that they felt were most problematic in their in their businesses and in their supply chains, that idea of lacking digital tools and digital competencies to transition or to pivot business models or to take advantage of new opportunities was very high on the list. And so I think I think it's important to recognize that you know businesses shift and 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 consumer preferences change and businesses have to be able to adapt to those things largely on the fly and i think that is also where technology has a really big role to play in the supply chain Thank you both. Very, very interesting. And and we see news reports about ships backed up in harbors, right, with nobody to offload the, the yep. cargo, whatever it is. We know there are people involved. We know there's trucking involved. We know there's any kind of transportation. Then there's those raw materials, resource constraint. Then we have the question of sustainability, resource availability. What company, as I said in my intro, is located in what country, what region, what is their access to transportation, to processing, to manufacturing technology. So, so we have just about two minutes left. Simon Ellis, I want you to put on your, your glasses to the future. I want you to put on your future vision here for 30 seconds. And I want you to tell me if you and I and Jordan met one year from today, which would be late October 2022, oh my, would we still be talking about issues in supply chain or would be saying, would be saying manufacturers are now adopting the technologies, the processes, the new business models that they need to bail us out of where we are right now. Simon, prediction 30 seconds, go. Yeah, I, I look. I mean, I, I think I think the supply chain uh, and supply chain progression is a journey. Um, so the issues that we are dealing with and wrestling with today, you know, they probably won't be the same ones a year from now, or three years from now, or five years from now. But there still will be issues, right? It's a the supply chain, the global supply chain is enormously complex. 
um, enormously complicated. And the reality is that when we solve one problem in one place somewhere, it, it, it has a knock-on effect and, and maybe causes an issue somewhere else. So it's a very dynamic, uh, interactive system. And I think that, that, that you know, we will solve today's problems, um, but we'll have others that we have to deal with. Climate change, for example, extreme weather are all things, I think, in the future that we're going to have to think about. Thank you, Jordan. You get the last prediction, 30 seconds. What do you see? Oh, well, I, I agree with Simon. And um, you know, when we talk about digital transformation and we think about all the things that the back end of the supply chain is doing, um, we're also, the technologies that enable that are also changing the front end, um, which then puts more pressure. So as Simon said, we're um, we're going to, it's the, there, it's a, there's not an end point. Things always change. And uh, I think what, we're, what we'll be continuing to see is connecting entire business networks and relationships, uh, customer relationships and ecosystems holistically. Um, this is, you know, this is already happening. It'll continue to happen. And then there'll be new things that uh, customers do um, or services they demand, virtual fitting um, services uh, online for apparel, wh- whatever it may be that will then change the way the supply chain works. And I think it's a, it's a virtual, virtual, um, virtuosic process. So. Thank you very much. I want to tell you my prediction is that a year from now, I hope we're still not telling the joke, Simon. I think you wanted to tell us the joke is, I have a story to tell you about supply chain. Go ahead, ask me. What's the story? Simon, ask me. Um, yeah, have you heard the, the joke about the supply chain? Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you later. Yeah, it's going to be a while before you get it. But, yeah. I, I'm hoping we won't still be telling that in a year. Simon Ellis, it's been lovely speaking pleasure. with you. Yes. Jordan Spear, always a pleasure. Thank you to Mary Conway at IDC, lady behind the scenes putting this all together. Mary, wonderful panels, wonderful topic today. We've been talking about the resilient supply chain again. Still, soon, I'm going to retitle that. I'm Bonnie D. Graham signing off for another very interesting episode of Becoming Digitally Resilient with IDC Industry Thought Leadership. Find us on voiceamerica.com on the Business Channel, weekly podcasts going on, six industries, lots of great thought leadership. Bonnie D. signing off. Everybody wave goodbye. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Becoming Digitally Resilient with IDC Industry Thought Leadership. IDC is committed to helping IT and business leaders build the future enterprise. Email your comments and questions to insights at idc.com. Please join host Bonnie D. Graham on the Business Channel for additional sessions with IDC. IDC.